Join us for the Criterion Institute podcast as Joy Anderson, a global thought leader in business and social change, leads us through a series of discussions, interviews, frameworks, rants, and reframes that will help you better understand how to use finance as a tool for transformative systems change. I am Joy Anderson, and this is the Criterion Institute podcast. What if, when we think about using finance for social change, we didn't think primarily or solely about the amount of money we can move to a certain impact goal? What if instead we focused on how that money moves and who holds the power to influence financial design and investment decision-making processes? On today's episode, we will discuss the five strategies that Criterion has developed to equip social change leaders across sectors and industries to better understand the role they can play in using or changing the financial system to create transformative social change. The first strategy looks at how we use the system itself by channeling investment capital to enterprises or opportunities that are creating or contributing to the social change we seek. Strategy two focuses on changing the system, shifting how analysts within finance assign value by introducing or advocating for new data or eliminating bias in how data is assessed. Third strategy looks at the inner workings, the minutia, the systems and structures of investments and that structure the investment and determine who holds what power. Strategy four is about changing the system by expanding what expertise is trusted in investment decision-making and what processes are seen as valid approaches to making investments. And finally, the fifth strategy looks at using the financial system influencing the benchmarks against which the success of the investment is measured. These five strategies form the basis of Criterion's signature toolkit training which over the last eight years, we've delivered to thousands of social change leaders across six continents. I'm excited to share these strategies with you today, and we'll continue to build out other segments in other episodes that build on this methodology. In the show notes, you can also find other resources where we have relied on this methodology in particular contexts or for particular audiences. Enjoy. Most of the frameworks in innovative finance or impact investing, sustainable finance, are about the impact that the investment is intended to achieve. They're frameworks that are about what that impact could be, how it will be managed, or maybe they're frameworks that are tied to different types of capital, or they could be about the different types of actors and what are the different roles that actors might play. In general, though, most of the frameworks in innovative finance don't actually talk about how finance creates change. It assumes that finance will create change and then talks about what change it can create and how. And so over the last eight years, Criterion has been working on a framework. It's sort of built into our toolkit training that breaks out five strategies for using finance to create social change. 
And so in this, the intent is to actually look underneath and say, what about finance? What is the process? What is the function that operates to ensure that the change that we're wanting to create is actually happening? Five strategies. The first one is the one we all know best. It's what we assume to channel resources to enterprises or investment opportunities that contribute to the social change you seek. This is basically a definition of impact investing, right? So this is our first of five strategies, but it's the one we know best, right? So finance, its role is to look and invest in opportunities, right? Investors are looking at enterprises at a certain stage of growth that have assets that are seen as valuable in sectors that are seen as having opportunity. And so if we invest in those opportunities and those opportunities are geared towards creating social change, then voila, we will create social change. This is actually not crazy, saying that this doesn't work, right? So if I'm investing in a wind farm and I'm trying to increase the level of alternative energy on the planet and decrease reliance on fossil fuels, if I invest in a wind farm, if I move more money to a wind farm, it grows, I will create more good. Or if I'm investing in a media company that is portraying positive images of social institutions, if it is challenging negative stereotypes, then I am creating media that is good in the world. And if I invest in a company that creates good media, voila, I am creating good in that world. And so what what is assumed here, though, is that the company itself is actually the means of the impact. The investor is using their capital to put money in a company, and then that company creates good. So their agency in creating social change is to put their money in that company. But the change happens in the company itself and how it operates within the world. Second strategy. And this strategy is a little bit more about changing what's inside of finance, how finance operates. The strategy is to advocate for introducing new data or eliminating bias in how data is assessed in order to shift how value is assigned in investments. One of the core functions of finance on the planet is to assign value, analyze worth, Day to day to day to day, spreadsheet after spreadsheet, complex equations that say, based on these factors, this is what that house is worth. This is what that company is worth. And we believe that company is going up in value. We believe that house is going down in value. At some level, to be able to make investments, investors assign value. So this strategy is actually about the value that's assigned in finance, because if finance is one of the most powerful systems in the world, arguably, then what matters in finance matters a lot of other places. For example, if investor is asking hard questions about the safety of workers in a company, If they are naming that their investment will be more expensive, that they will assign risk to that company 
if it is perceived as unsafe because it fosters exploitation of workers or the gender norms within the company mean there's a sort of toxic masculinity that creates a threat for women and gender diverse minorities. In those cases, the investor is saying, your company is worth less because there are patterns that I'm looking at. So introducing in new data in what investors are asking questions about can put pressure on companies. And so what you're changing, again, is what's happening inside of companies, and investors are pressuring those companies based on what data they're using to assign value. The other piece that's important here is that investors don't only influence companies. Systems of finance are one of the most powerful systems in the world. And if they think something matters, governments pay attention, civil society pays attention. It's happened within climate change where as investors and systems of finance increasingly named climate change as a financial threat, countries paid attention to that because they were concerned that their investments might become less valuable. It also buoyed the climate change movement because investors, arguably a legitimizing force within the world, named that their data mattered. In what we've looked at often as a case of looking at gender-based violence, if systems of finance name that the prevalence of gender-based violence in the world is material to investments, that can legitimate the social change movements, the need for enforcing laws around gender-based violence. The third strategy is in the weeds. I love this one because it's about the structures and terms, the minutia of finance. Because in the end, what finance does is facilitate the movement of capital. There are intermediaries that are institutions that use investments, instruments, and vehicles to move capital. And each of those instruments have specific terms that are written out in very intentional documents. The strategy here is to look deep into those specific structures and shift the terms of an investment to be able to change who holds what power in the relationship. Going back to the first strategy, you can move money, but if you move money in a way that doesn't actually address the power dynamics, I might invest in a business that's led by a woman, but if I haven't addressed the power dynamics in how that investment was made, I could actually become part of the problem. Or the reverse could happen. If I pay attention to the power dynamics in how capital moves, I could introduce in civil society organizations or different actors so that I change who holds what power in the relationship. I remember uh, years ago meeting with a set of women in the Philippines who were looking to build a marketplace across uh, ASEAN countries. And in that conversation, they we sort of fashioned the idea of a holding company. It was a kind of shift in rather than them taking in outside capital, rather they were forming a holding company that would take in that capital so that they could have kind of collective action behind it. 
As I went back to talk to investors about this idea, they said, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want that. We don't want that. That would, uh, no, we don't like that because we like our autonomy. We like having direct relationships with investors. We don't want this kind of holding company where they might have more power than we have. And again, we don't like disrupting. There is a sort of a resistance to disrupting power dynamics in finance. And so shifting the structures and terms of an investment can matter. One of the core campaigns that Criterion has around this is to fix the capital, not the company. So often the mismatch so an investor's going to invest in a company and they say, ooh, for you to take in my kind of capital, I need you to go through years of technical assistance. And actually, I need you to change your structure. And then I need you to grow 10x, even if you're planning on growing 2x. I just need a couple of things for you to take my kind of capital. The challenge there is it was the wrong capital for that company. And so within this strategy, often what the focus is, is to shift the power dynamics in what instruments are used, what vehicles are used, who's privileged in the relationship, and how can we use the enormous mechanisms within finance to shift power dynamics in context. The fourth one is about the business of investing itself. To expand what expertise is trusted in investment decision-making and what processes are seen as valid approaches to making investments. This strategy is about shifting process. Because there's so much in systems of finance that is a performance of a process. Finance has its own business model, process that define how it works. They have costs attached to those processes and functional roles that are played out within each of those processes. And so a social change strategy is to expand what expertise is trusted. At some level, this should have been the core strategy of gender lens investing, which is to have people who have knowledge of gender trusted in investment decision making. Because if we had people who had knowledge of gender in the process of investment decision making, we would get to better investments. We would shift what choices are made. And so the strategy here is looking into the day-to-day -day life of how investments happen and shift those processes. One of the things we're working on right now in Criterion and over the next couple of years is to come up with a set of process standards that says, what does good process look like, particularly in gender lens investing that address power dynamics? Because so many people were saying in the field of gender lens investing, I'm pointing my money at things that are good for women, et voila, I've created change. But they didn't actually change the process by which they were doing that. They were doing nothing differently, but assuming that by simply executing the same processes pointed at a social issue, that it would change. But that created no space for people who actually had knowledge to inform those investments. I often think about the um, role that accelerators play in investments. It's a process, right? It's a step in the investment process where companies go into an accelerator and they are prepared for investments. 
And this accelerator has become a kind of, they, they sort of came out of the venture model in the U.S. originally and sort of were moved forward by angel investors and venture capitalists who wanted to identify which companies were going to have substantial growth and create ways to support them. This then got scaled globally. And so literally I would walk into, a, you know, Vietnam or the Philippines and they were doing accelerators. Okay, that's great. Glad to have increased how many people have sort of access to these kinds of processes. The reality is that accelerators work in a relatively small set of conditions. The business models behind them are very difficult. And therefore, you ended up with lots and lots of philanthropy and government dollars going to support accelerators. For me, this is an example of where the performance of investment, the way that we simply go about things becomes so normalized that even if it isn't working in a context, we do it anyway. Even if very little money moves through accelerators in impact investing, we continue to do them because they are a performance of a trusted form of expertise, a trusted process. We get to have companies on the stage and investors in the audience and the investors judging the company and voila, we are valid in our approach to investments. And so a social change strategy to create social change is to take apart the assumptions in what processes are valid and what expertise matters. Finally, this is the fifth strategy, is a focus on the asset owner. Almost all of these previous examples looked at processes of intermediation or looking at the company at which the capital is targeted. In this case, we're actually looking at the investor's goals themselves. Who are the asset owners or the asset managers, wherever, wherever they sit within that continuum? Because in the end, it's the people who have capital, who are asset owners, who get to name the goals of that investment and define success. It's their capital until they give it to somebody else to manage for them. And so it is the asset owners that get to say, this is what I want my capital to achieve. Even pension funds, right? Managing capital on behalf of the participants in their pension fund get to say, on behalf of these people, this is what we want this money to achieve. This strategy is about influencing the benchmarks that measure the success of investment or introduce metrics that track the impact of the investment. And so again, this has been the heart and soul of impact investing and sustainable finance, to be able to name a set of goals, a set of impact areas, and have those shape the decision-making of investors so that the asset owners themselves are saying, I want to achieve that goal, and I want to use my capital to do that. This strategy in our world is actually one of the hardest ones because it focuses in on changing the intent of a set of people in power. I remember being once at a, at a workshop where somebody said, to have this work, we would fundamentally have to eliminate greed. Now, I don't know if that's true, but you are saying that what you're trying to change are the goals of the people in power who hold capital. And that is a strategy, 100%, right? So to hold up in a portfolio made up of a diversified set of asset classes, what are the products, what are the options for making a difference? And this has actually led to a significant amount of momentum within impact investing, gender lens investing, sustainable finance, because what happened was asset owners said, I want something different with my capital. 
and I'm going to measure the impact of that in a way that's different. I want carbon reduced. I want fossil fuels eliminated from my portfolio. I want to only invest in companies that are led by women. I want to prioritize a certain sector with you know agricultural investments that lead to more sustainable agriculture. And the goals that I will name are not just financial return, but also impact. And therefore, I'm going to measure the impact that I have. Hence, we have benchmarks and sort of global systems that say, what does a successful investment look like? And so in general, this first strategy around investing in opportunities, moving capital to companies that can create social change, and this fifth strategy around diversifying a portfolio and shifting what benchmarks are used to measure the success of investment, that's the primary strategies used. What I actually think is really important is to look at these three in the middle of how we assign value, how we facilitate the movement of capital and how we manage the business of investing, because those get into the weeds of how finance actually works and name what can be created, what can be changed by using finance as a tool for social change. To learn more about our work, visit us at criterioninstitute.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Your reviews help our podcast reach a wider audience. Thanks for listening.